Hi, my name is Jackie. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 8. I play hard because that's how I do everything. I always push myself to be the best that I can be. Type 1 diabetes does not stop me from doing the things that I like to do. Hello and welcome to Teen 1D, the podcast for teenagers and young adults living with type 1 diabetes. The podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medicine advice or treatment. Hi, um, my guest for today is Casey Raymond. Can I have you introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Casey. I'm a type 1 diabetic who is currently pursuing their private pilot's license. So, Casey, how old are you and where are you from? Um, I am 17 years old right now. I just turned 17 and I'm from South Paris, Maine. Are you in high school right now or are you doing something else for education-wise? Um, I'm enrolled in my local high school, and I'm also dual-enrolled in a couple of programs through the various University of Maine systems. Yeah. Are you in person right now, or are you still online? Kind of a mixture. My high school is actually fully in person, but my online classes through the university, obviously I can't drive to the university to take the classes, so those are online. So yeah. Sure both. So how old were you when you were diagnosed with type 1? I was 15, and it was right at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, so March 31st, 2020. Wow. So how do you take care of your type 1? Do you use shots, a Dexcom, a pump, or a closed-loop system? Right now, I'm currently on a um, tandem T-Slim insulin pump and a Dexcom, and, you know, I have meters that I use if one of if my monitor fails or something, but um, I keep insulin pens in reserve. Yeah. So I understand that you're a pilot. How did this whole thing start for you? I was never one of those kids who knew like exactly what I was going to do. I was kind of indecisive. You know, I could never really find anything that held the really joy that I wanted in a career. I didn't, you know, just want to do any old random thing. I wanted to have fun doing it. And you know, I was never really satisfied with any of the career paths that I saw until I was invited to a random workshop. I don't even know how I got invited, but it was for girls in flight training. And the guy started talking about people, you know, my age that were flying. And, you know, it kind of opened my eyes. And I just was like, this is something that I think sounds really, really cool. So I did some research. I found my current flight school and they offer introductory flights. So I took one of those and... Once I did that, I knew I didn't want to do anything else. So I enrolled in flight lessons and here I am. That's so cool. So how far do you live from the flight school where you started and do you still go there now? So I started at the University of Maine. The flight school is called Maine Instrument Flight and I still go there now. It's in Augusta. It's about an hour and maybe 15 minutes away from where I live. What is your favorite part about flying? It's really a mixture of things. I think part of it is the feeling of being, you know, up in the air and of the freedom and also in a way just the challenge. You know, flying is not an easy thing to do. And I'm the type of person who loves to improve at things. So naturally when I was shown something that I, you know, one, loved and two, was there was a challenge involved in getting to where I am now. And, you know, I was immediately drawn to that type of challenge. Yeah. So after you were diagnosed, what happened with your relationship with being a pilot then? Um, After I was diagnosed, it didn't really affect me flying because 
I didn't know I needed a medical certificate until I went to go solo. And then they told me, yeah, you need this. And I was like, oh, I didn't get one because <laughs> they never had actually approved because when I went to go get it, it of course diabetes came up and that type of stuff. But, you know, I continued flying normally for, I think it was about, it was until August. And then, you know, I had to take a break because I didn't have a medical and I was at the point of my training where I needed a medical. And once that four month break was up, I went right back into flying. <laughs> What did the FFA require that you needed to give them for a medical certificate? How would someone go about getting that? Um, Sorry. It's it's kind of a weird process. Um, so the FAA has two ways you can send stuff in. You can either send it by mail or you can send it by email. And for me specifically... So I went to that exam, I got denied, and then they sent me basically this huge list of stuff they wanted. And that list included a cardiologist appointment, endocrinologist appointments, ophthalmologist appointments, a lot of data, spreadsheets. I had to create spreadsheets of my blood sugars during my flying and, you know, CGM data, insulin pump data, a lot of things. But basically, you have to send proof of all that and you send it to them and basically write a letter saying, hey, here's, you know, everything that you asked for. And then, you know, they either consider and say, okay, yeah, or they send you back another list of stuff they want. And that went on for about four months because I send stuff in, they'd send, they want more stuff. I'd send that stuff in, they want more, but you know. Yeah. And so once you have the medical certificate, are you free to fly solo after that? Um, yes. So what I got was a six month restricted license and it's third class, which had actually expired last. I sent my consideration in, but it's BFA is notoriously slow. So I'm just waiting for that now. But I did solo while I had it. And, you know, I did a total of four solos. And right now I have to do a cross-country solo, which, you know, I need my medical back. And there shouldn't be any reason why they don't give it to me. But, you know, it's just waiting for the letter back saying that I have it. Yeah. So with the pandemic, was anything around training or just being able to fly made more difficult? You know, flight lessons are very prone to getting canceled in general. And COVID was just another reason why it would cancel you know there's weather there's instructor availability and there was if instructor got exposed to covid i got exposed to covid once at my school i didn't naturally contract it but even the exposure i had to stop lessons for i think it was two weeks and then you know weather can be fun to deal with and yeah there was yeah. a lot of like mask wearing and also, there's, you know, obviously a talk on the radio. It's very hard to hear yourself with a mask on. So. so I, for one, do not know very much about being a pilot and flying in general. So will you have to apply to get your pilot's license or is that something that you don't need to do? I don't know how um, the whole situation works. So you have to apply to get a medical certificate, which is what I've been doing. And you have to send in stuff. A license. So specifically, I'm going for my private pilot's license. So to get that, there's a multitude of requirements you have to meet. You have to have so many flight hours. You have to pass a knowledge test, which I already did. And you have to have a certain number of solo hours. You have to have a certain number of cross-country hours. Um, you have to pass like an oral quiz and you also have to pass a ch flight check ride. And once you pass all those, then you can then you can get your private pilot's license. Okay. 
And so one thing that I do know is that the FAA has now approved pilots who do have type one to be commercial pilots. Do you have any interest in that or being one of those in the future? Um, I think it's, you know, a huge step that we've actually been allowed to do this. And I would definitely like take the opportunity if it presented itself. But, you know, also commercial flying isn't the only thing that's been opened up to type 1 diabetics now because being a pilot has so many different, you know, career choices. There's aerial firefighting, there's flying, you know, supplies to third world countries, there's corporate aviation, there's chartering, there's, you know, there's cargo, there's commercial, obviously. So there's a lot of different opportunities and I'm kind of just keeping myself open to, you know, what I decide I want to do. You know, obviously I've decided that I want to be a pilot, but there's a lot of different choices that, you know, you can go for. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to become pilots or people who have been newly diagnosed with type 1? For being newly diagnosed with type 1, you know, it is a chronic disease. You're going to live with it for the rest of your life. And my best advice is to not ignore it because it can be dangerous, and but it doesn't have to be. You know, it may be hard at times to deal with or feel like, you know, your body's just trying to, you know, confine you to your bed. But just because you have this doesn't mean that you can't do anything that someone else could do. You know, it shouldn't. Diabetes shouldn't stop you from doing anything. It might make it harder, but it's not going to stop you. And in terms of flying, you know, it's possible. I warn you, it's not easy. It's, you know, there's going to be ups and downs as there is with everything. And, you know, it's my hope that at least my story can prove to someone that, you know, it is possible. And by keeping myself healthy to the degree that, you know, everyone else does, that I can, you know, serve as a pilot just as well as anyone else. Yes. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to just leave you with these final two questions. What do you like to do when you're not flying or in school? I think one of my favorite things is I like to read a lot. I'm a library assistant at my school. So a lot of times if you're trying to find me, I'll just be at the front desk with a book in my hands. Yeah. I like to cook a lot, cook mostly like low carb stuff because... I like to eat what I cook. I don't like to not eat. So it's usually, you know, like healthy stuff. And all the times I'll just relax and I like to listen to music while I'm walking. You know, I have a dog or just sitting on the porch with my cats. Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. All right. That's all for today. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests or just want to say hi, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at teen.teen1dgmail.com or DM me on Instagram at teen1dpodcast. If you like my podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review as it really does help me out. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to tune into next week's episode. Have a great week. Bye.